So in last week's episode, I focused on a biblical text from the prophet Jeremiah, where Jeremiah is called to service by God. He is called to be a prophet. And it's one of those biblical call stories that is is often reflected upon to aid in modern day people's own call stories. It's meant it's it's used a lot of times for people to reflect on their own sense of calling, their their own sense of what God might be calling them to do or or as they discern what the next step in their life might be. And I mentioned that it's one biblical call story that is often lifted up in such instances. We could name others. Abraham, Moses, Isaiah, even aspects of Jesus's story or Peter's story or Paul's story. Paul's one of the big ones too. But I want to think about the word discernment and the concept of discernment a bit more because sometimes when we think about when people think about the word call or the concept of calling it's sometimes presented in quite simplistic terms it's presented in this very cut and dry this is what you are called to do it is very clear it will be very clear to you it will be very obvious there will be no mistaking it but the thing is it's often not and i would suggest even the people who present it this way who say oh well you'll just know that this is what your calling is even they struggle with this but that struggle doesn't sell as many books it doesn't get as many podcast listens it doesn't sell as many tickets to conferences so i want to talk a bit more about discernment discernment is the messy side of one's call story because when you're discerning you are actively prayerfully struggling and wrestling with where exactly your sense of call is leading you next. So I want to take some time this week to share some aspects of what goes into what I would consider faithful discernment, that faithful wrestling and, and weighing of the various factors, the various life factors that that you may have in play as you are trying to figure out what to do next. So I want to spend some time to not this is not going to be an exhaustive list, but I've got about eight things here that I want to mention 
that can be part of faithful and hopefully effective practices of discernment. As you are thinking it, you may, you may believe, let's, let's say it this way. You may have a clear sense that God is calling you to do something. But the specific path of how that plays out can have a lot of twists and turns. And that path is what makes discernment important. So that is what I want to think about during this episode. So let's start with kind of where we left off last week. So the first element I want to talk about is what I will call room for growth. That, that's what last week's episode was about. I, I talked about how it may not seem very clear that you are cut out for what you believe you are called to do, what you've discerned, at least in the moment you have been called to do, but there is room for growth. You may not have the knowledge or experience in the beginning, but once you begin to pursue that calling and what it entails, you grow into it. You acquire that experience. You acquire the knowledge and the wisdom necessary. There, there is room for growth. Do not say, I am only a boy, God says to Jeremiah. I will give you the tools that you need. And among those tools for Jeremiah and for us are experience, wisdom, and knowledge. So acknowledging that there is room for growth as you discern, that, that there is this potential that, well, you, you may not have all that you need right now, but as you go further along this path, you will acquire what you need over time to be more effective and faithful. Then, then you will grow into what you believe you are called to do, what you are discerning. That is one possibility. I wanted to mention a second. Here's the second piece of discernment to think about. And I would have put this first because this is paramount, I think, but I wanted to, you know, keep the continuity from last week. It's, it's an organization thing. It, it seemed to flow better. Anyway, I want to mention, here's my second piece of discernment. Here's my second note about discernment. The movement of the Spirit. For people of faith, this is, this is the cornerstone. The, this, this is what encompasses everything else. Listening and watching and, and discerning the movement of the Spirit as, as we try to figure out what we might need to be called to do next. 
Ignatius of Loyola had some terms for this that that may that are pertinent. He he has a section in his spiritual exercises where he refers to the the discernment of spirits. And he ha he coined two terms that go together. They're they're opposite of one another, but they also work in tandem. So the first one is he calls he said he talks about spiritual consolation. Spiritual consolation. What does that mean? That that is the sense that we are very close to God. That God, we can feel we have a very strong sense of God's presence. And we have a very strong sense that that things are are flowing in the direction where they need to go. We feel very in tune with God's spirit and direction. That's a spiritual consolation and this is dependent on not just our thinking but but in our feeling. And we're this is going to come up again when when I talk about some other things later on. The opposite of that is what Ignatius calls spiritual desolation. And as you might expect, this is a feeling of God not being close by. And we feel wayward. We feel adrift. We th Things do not feel like they're flowing. Things do not feel like they're in tune. We, we do not feel a, a sense that that we are in tune with what the Spirit is doing. And why Ignatius talks about these two things, consolation and desolation, is that one is a sign that we are in tune with the Spirit. We are paying attention. We, we are moving with the Spirit in our lives. And the other is a sign that we are not. And so paying attention of the with paying attention to those movements. Paying attention to what the spirit is up to in our lives is a very important part of discerning where we are meant to go next on the path. So so far we've got room for growth. And we've got the movement of God's Spirit. And we're just getting started. There will be more. There is more to talk about regarding discernment. Welcome to the Coffeehouse Contemplative Podcast. third aspect 
of discernment that I want to mention, I think tends to go against the traditional grain of thought regarding the the concept of, of having a calling. And that is simply that many of us, most of us, all of us, actually have more than one calling. Not more than one calling where you're, you're called to do one thing for a while, and then you spend, so you spend a few years doing that, and then maybe you, you, you feel a call to do a different thing, and so you do that for a few years, and then a few years after that, you feel a call to do a third thing. Well, that, we can talk about that. There's, there's something to that as well, but, but what I mean is that we have more than one call at the same time. What does that mean? Here's what I mean. So, most often, we may think of God's call to us being something in terms of maybe what we do for work, that's certainly what people in ministry, how people in ministry tend to think about it. But we also, there, we, we can first broaden that into, into something else where, where we think about what, what is God, what is the larger life purpose that God has for us? And maybe, maybe that can be expressed through what we do for work, or maybe in other means. So, so we may think of our sense of call, one sense of our call, being, well, I am called to advocate for children. And so, you know, maybe for work that means you're a teacher, or you work at a pediatric hospital, or some other pediatric facility, or maybe that means that that you become a, a an advocate politically somehow. So so that's one. I, I or I feel I feel like I am called to care for people, and and so you may think in terms of entering one of the helping professions. Things like that. That that is one calling, and and again, we we tend to think of call as being one singular thing. So whatever that life purpose is, that that is our singular call. Now here's the thing. Again, multiple callings. What else are we called to be alongside that? Well, many of us are spouses or partners. That's a calling. Many of us may be parents. That's a calling. Many of us might be caregivers for other family members. That's a calling. May, maybe, maybe we don't do it for work, but maybe there is some other justice advocacy that we feel is important. That's a calling. All of these 
things. All of these elements in our lives, each of them are a calling. And so it becomes important to weigh each of them as we come up on some kind of a decision regarding one calling that may affect others. And so we, we may need to weigh, for instance, if we believe that our, our calling to some sort of hospital position and we discern a new, we're discerning a new opportunity, well, how's that going to affect your other callings? How's that going to affect your calling as a spouse? How's that going to affect your calling as a parent? And so weighing each of those becomes important. The next element of discernment I put in terms of the phrase, your body will tell you. Your body will tell you. Martha Beck wrote a book a few years ago called Finding Your Own North Star. And it's not an explicitly Christian book. It's not an explicitly, explicitly spiritual book. But it's, she, she reflects on finding our sense of purpose in the world. And, and one of the aspects of this that, that she says is important is paying attention to the reactions of our bodies to different situations. Have you ever been in conversation with someone and there is something inside you that is reacting to that person negatively. Like you're, you're, you're talking to someone and, and like there, there's something in the pit of your stomach or there's something in the back of your mind that is saying, you know what, there, there is something about this person that is not good for you. Or there is something about this person that is not good for this situation. Have you ever been, someone's trying to convince you to do something or to come along on, on some kind of a, an, a trip or something and there is something within your body, you can feel it. It's, it's not a conscious thing. It's an intuitive thing where, where your body, someplace in your body is reacting and saying, this, this is not for you. This is not good for you. You, you need to reject this. That's an element of discernment. Now, let, let's acknowledge sometimes it's just nerves. So, sometimes we are heading in the right direction, but we're, you know, it, it's, it's natural to be scared. It's natural to, to be nervous, even if you are called to do, even if you're following the right path. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that other kind of feeling. The feeling that is telling you, you need to walk away from this. This is not right for you. We could spend an, probably an entire episode reflecting on that. And maybe I will someday. But the thing is, the takeaway for now is, your body will tell you.
Now, another thing about discernment is what I will call and have called in the past communal discernment. And I talk about this in my book, Coffee House Contemplative. This notion that we do not discern by ourselves, or we shouldn't anyway. And so, again, I'm going to talk about another theologian now, Karl Rahner, who talked about the concept of shared interpretation. The notion that we have an experience, and while no one can take away from us that we have had that experience, if when we share it with others, they then we begin, then we enter into a dialogue with others who may reflect back to us other elements of that experience that we weren't able to see or think about or process on our own. So communal discernment, when we start to think, you know, I, I might be called to this particular new thing. And sharing that with people we trust, people who love us, people who genuinely have our best interests at heart, they may be able to help us interpret that call. They may affirm our gifts. They may point out our growing edges. They may point out, well, you, you realize if, if, you, if you do this, then you're going to have to deal with this other thing. Or what's this going to mean for you as a spouse, parent, caregiver, justice advocate, whatever. They, the people who love us and whom we trust can participate in that shared interpretation. They can participate with us in that communal discernment, not to, you know, throw us off or, or cause us to, to abandon it, but, but to help us hone and clarify for ourselves what we are discerning. Discernment doesn't happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen on an island, but instead it is meant to happen alongside and for others. have just a couple more notes about discernment that I want to share. And I want to reiterate that this is far from an exhaustive list, but there are many others that I could probably name, that others could probably name. And so, you know, I'm certainly not 
the be-all and end-all. And this list is not the be-all and end-all. And again, I could spend an entire podcast episode talking about each of these. So, you know, just wanting to give you an overview of some of the things that may be involved in discernment. So here are just a couple more. This next one may seem like a bit of a downer, but I want to explain what, what I mean. So here we go. This, the, the, the way that I would sum this up is as follows. It might be right, but it still might be wrong. It might be right, but it still might be wrong. This is another Martha Beck concept. As we discern, as we are trying to figure out what our next step in some aspect of our lives is, we may come to a point where it becomes clear that one one piece of the path, one direction in front of us is the correct one. We all, all, everything is in place. We're, we're trusting ourselves. We, we have done the work of communal discernment. We have paid attention to our bodies. We have weighed our multiple callings and everything else. And so that is the path that we choose. But eventually something along that new path begins to break down. And maybe it doesn't happen immediately. Maybe it takes some time. Maybe it does happen immediately. Sometimes it does happen pretty close after you, you start on a new venture where you realize, you know what? This is not working out. I am not achieving the room for growth that I thought I'd be able to achieve. I'm not accomplishing what I thought that I would be able to accomplish. So it ends up in time, a little time or a longer amount of time, to not be the path that you thought that it would be. It might be right, but it might still be wrong. But we can't see that at the beginning. And we might have thought, this is, this, is, this is what I mean by right, that we have done the work, that we, we have carefully weighed our options, and we have carefully weighed the movement of the Spirit, and, and all of that was done right. It's possible that you can do that right, but still find out, you know what, something about this was not what it seemed when you started. So your discernment was still right. 
your discernment was still faithful. But the particulars of this new venture just didn't work out. Sometimes that happens. So we're recognizing that possibility, that that possibility is still there, that discernment, that calling is not a foolproof path to nothing but wonderful things is important to recognize. Now, a couple more. The next one is what I call fire in your bones. This is a phrase taken from the prophet Jeremiah once again. Jeremiah often complained about his calling. He often asks God, can I stop now? Am I done yet? I hate saying these things to these people. I hate having them mad at me. I hate saying hard things. I hate pronouncing judgment. I, I hate the things that the ways that they're reacting to me. When do I get to stop? And a couple of times he says, you know what? I, I am going to stop. I'm just going to give this up. I, I'm going to stop doing what, what God wants me to do. And there's this one point in particular in the book of Jeremiah chapter 20, where Jeremiah says this, I'm just going to stop. I quit. I'm out of here. I'm going to go home. But he says, I really can't because there is this fire in my bones that won't let me quit. In other words, there is this, this passion, this dedication, this, this degree of commitment that is deeper for him than what he is feeling. And he, he has this, this passion for what he is doing that transcends the fact that he hates the way people are reacting to him. It's this deeper sense that he is doing what God wants him to do and that he is doing the right and good thing, if, even if it doesn't always seem like the right and good thing. It's this, this passion that goes deeper and that drives him no matter what the specifics are. So during those harder moments where you do want to quit, where you do want to give up, Consider whether there is a deeper fire, a deeper passion that won't allow you to let go. That tells you, no, this really is the good and right and faithful thing, even if you're having a bad moment. And that is what keeps driving you forward. Now, the final thing. The final element of discernment that I want to say, that I want to mention, is, the, is a question. Where's the joy? Where's the joy? Where might you experience joy? This is related to a couple other things that I've talked about. Your body will tell you. Spiritual consolation 
Where's the joy? Are you experiencing, does, does this bring joy to you? Or could this bring joy to you if you pursue it? Now, quickly, I must add, you know, weighing it against some of the other things that I've talked about, it's not just pursuing what makes you happy at all costs, including costs to your family, costs to what people around you know about you and know that you might be in some way deceiving yourself or following a path that really isn't going to work out well for you or or some of these other things. But when you experience a genuine joy, a deeper joy, and this is related to that deep fire, that deep passion, and it's related to feeling the movement and presence and consolation of the Spirit. And it's related to what your body is telling you as you pursue it. And it's related to communal affirmation and shared interpretation that says, yes, I can see this for you. All of that, all of that together can help you realize this is a good and joyful thing. This will bring me joy. This will bring joy to others. There is something about this that is not going to be a slog for me, even if it comes with harder moments, that at its root, at its core, this is something that I will enjoy doing and I can see that in my discernment. So that is the briefest of overviews. And again, we could talk about any one of these at greater length. But if you are at a moment where you are discerning something for yourself, discerning one of your multiple callings, these are a few of the things to consider and a few of the ways where you may make that discernment process as good and faithful and fire-filled and joy-filled as possible. Thank you for listening to the Coffee House Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writing, including my five books, at jeffreyanelson.com. You can also find me on social media, facebook.com slash revjeffnelson. And I'm at boldroastrev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have a great day.